Hello, Ed. Good evening. How much? How are you? Good evening. Uh, having it. Oh, better. Now even better. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies about mishaps. How's how is Australia? Australia is great. We're uh, in the middle of spring and uh, heading into our warmer weather. So it was about 29 degrees Celsius. Oh, in, Perth in the middle today. in the middle of spring. Yeah, yeah. We, we we get up to some of the hotter weather. We can get up to 40, 42, 43 degrees Celsius oh, in the peak of summer. That's which crazy. is very, very, very hot. But we're we're set up in Australia to deal with it. We've got air conditioning everywhere and people love going out in the sun too much. Too many people are out in the sun getting melanoma cancer. Uh, so <laughs> you've got to be careful, but it's a beautiful place. Very sunny all the time. And greetings from the UK. We are in the middle of autumn. <laughs> mm -hmm. You are? The rain starts visiting us quite often, times by times. Not as often yes. as in the movies, but... And originally you are from Scotland, are you? Correct. Yes, born in Scotland. So uh, I was only a young baby when we came out here with my family, my three sisters and my mum and dad, and that was 1968 aging myself here uh so we've been here well i've been here my whole life basically but been back to the uk many times and love the place just the weather's too cold for me um basically the spring in england is probably about as bad as our uh, winter gets <laughs> okay that's that's what we we're sort of used to in australia so we're very spoilt for having beautiful weather most of the time we do have bad weather sometimes of course but but uh, love the uk and i have yes and i did to tell you that once we had a call about something else about mm -hmm. and i when i saw you on video i recognized you immediately although i didn't know where from and I was thinking, was it really from Domain Sherpa? Uh, I've been on Domain Sherpa, been interviewed on Domain Sherpa a couple of times, I think, over the years. Uh, and also been running my own podcast for 17 years. Probably, I think I started the second uh, podcast on domain investing in around 2007. There was one before that Monty Khan was doing. Yes. Not sure if there was any others at the time. Something, something on FM, something like that. Yeah, FM something. Uh, it was like a streaming radio station uh, back then. Our podcasting was a lot harder to do. There wasn't anywhere near the platforms and systems and ease of getting one up and running. So you had to sort of jump through a lot of hoops to try right. and get it to work properly. Uh, but I, de I decided back then because I'd been involved with domains for quite a few years before doing the podcast, but I wanted to just up my education on all the top people. So I thought, what's the best way to do this is to just interview people and ask them all the questions that I'd like to ask, and then everyone else gets benefit of, well, back then it was only listening to it. I didn't have video. I didn't start doing video until probably four or five years ago. But uh, so then I had some really good connections like Ron Jackson from uh, DN Journal. Hey, Ron, if you're watching, Ron, shout out to Ron. 
Uh, Ron is a legend in this industry, and he's Absolutely. he's been running uh, uh, Dean Forum now for. Uh, sorry, Dean Journal. Yes. With yours. Uh, uh, he's, he's been running Dean Journal for uh, 20 years now, I think it is. So uh, Ron was very kind of with in connecting me with quite a few people uh, early on, like the Costello brothers. Uh, when David and Michael came on the podcast, I think they were episode number seven or something, and that was the first time they'd ever been on a podcast together. So that was a first, and that's still available on our our website at assets.com.au if people want to go and listen to that. It's a timeless episode, timeless episode. And a lot of the things they've talked about and predicted back then have happened. And then numerous other people, Rick Schwartz and Frank Schilling and Mike Mann and Andrew, um, Andrew Miller's been on and okay. yes. a whole host of people over the years. And who was your first guest? I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think it might have been, and uh, I'm trying to think, was an Australian domain investor, and I can't. Ben, Ben, I'm sorry, because you ben. know who you are, because you're Ben, and I can't remember his surname. Just shout out to Ben. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ben. Ben, I'm sorry, mate. Um, just mental blank on Ben's surname. Uh, anyway, Ben Ed. Silks. Might be that. Is it, so. is it just me or, uh, and I also told you, but is it just me who's, who just feels that the Australian accent, Australian English, is the friendliest out of all? It is such a non-aggressive and friendly and body-like and embracing. Yeah, I, I, I've never thought of it in that way, not because it isn't, but I, I, I think we're a pretty easygoing country. Uh, yes. The majority of people who are sort of who sound like me, I mean, I'm sort of a fairly typical Aussie bloke. Um, of course, we're very multicultural in Australia. So not everyone sounds like this. If you've got people who sound like you, you've got people who sound like you know that they have Indian heritage or Italian. Or yes. so we're very, very, very diverse with our culture and languages. So, but in terms of someone that would maybe stereotypically think of someone that sounds Australian, then I'm probably a good example, even though technically I'm not Australian. I have an Australian passport and I have an Australian citizenship and all that sort of stuff, but I wasn't born in Australia. But thank you for the for the compliment. Sometimes people struggle to understand what we say, but I, I suppose I'm used to talking on podcasts for years, so I, I try not to talk too quickly. So I, hopefully I, everyone I, can I've understand. Always, I've always loved Australian accent. From the first time when I saw Croc Crocodile Dandy yep. in cinema. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Is that yeah, and good day, mate. mermaid movies and uh oh. uh yeah. Good on you. Good on oh, you, son. Australian English is <laughs> well look, we can teach you. You hang around with me long enough. And uh, before you know it, you'll be picking up the Australian accent and it'll be, people will get you confused. You'll be able to come down here and blend in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Ed, um, how big is Australia and how, uh, so population-wise and compared to the population, mm -hmm. how many professional domainers are there, more or less? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, the population of Australia is about 26 and a half million people okay. uh, as we speak at the time of this recording. Um, okay. How many professional domain investors there are? 
I don't know, but I would have to say it would probably be under a hundred. Under, um, yeah, and that's probably you know, that's probably stretching it. But then probably ten of those do eighty percent of the business. Uh, so there's, it's not a big market, but there's a lot of there's a lot of Australian domain investors who invest, obviously global. So anything yes. that's a dot com or dot net or any other extension we're not limited so um but in terms of our market there's not there's probably about a hundred or so that would invest in probably the dot com dot au space which is our cc tld country code top yes. level domain um but i really don't know i don't i'm not sure of the exact statistics i'm just sort of shooting from the hip on that one and would you consider yourself among top 10? I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I think anyone that sort of says they are is probably uh, stretching the truth a little bit because they really, yes. no one really knows what everyone else is doing. Um, I'm probably one of the more prominent domain investors because we run a brokerage, we do podcasts, uh, we're very yes. popular on LinkedIn. So I'm probably better known than most. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean I'm better or bigger than anyone else. Um, I, I know a lot of domain investors in Australia who do very well, who do big business, and they fly under the radar. They're not public with what they do. They don't. They're not in the same space as me. They're not putting themselves out there as a, a person that is in the in the domain investing space so they are quite happy to not be known and then it probably makes their job easier when they come to buy a domain so you don't have any anything to deal with in terms of oh that guy's a domain investor i'll bang triple the price and what i'm asking for that domain so uh, pros and cons to being known i suppose and so the main uh the main community online community is dn trade yes is it uh, that is the probably the best known uh, forum in yes. Australia. I don't really spend any time on it. I haven't probably been on it for, I would say, ten years. Uh, not, I don't have anything against it. I just, I haven't, I haven't been on it. Um, but I'm a member, and people know me on there. A lot of people know me, but I don't interact uh, on there very much. And so, so I don't... If, somebody you, if, if somebody tags you, would you receive a notification? By uh, on, uh, on the forum? That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't received anything from there for I, I don't know how long. Um, and it, it could be arguable whether I should spend more time in there. Um, pros and cons, and no offence to DN Forum. Um, I'm, a, I'm pretty sure I'm a member of Dean Forum as well, but I haven't spent much time on there. I, I tend to use social media more in, in, in terms of who I connect with and groups I'm, I'm on. Uh, but I, I basically putting a lot of content out there, doing podcasts. People, if people want to reach out and talk to me, they'll just reach out directly and email me or text me. Or I'm pretty easy to find. And what is your main business? Uh, how would you? How would you explain your work week? Week, not a day, maybe a week. Well, I have a couple of 
things that I've been and doing. Do you have some coffee or tea? Uh, it is quite late for the coffee for you. Oh, I'm a I'm a water drinker at night. Water drinker at night. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I have any, uh, unless I have a peppermint tea or something like that, but in my kitchen's way over there. But I'll I get up and leave and make a cup. Of, I'm fine with with uh, with water, but um, I have a marketing agency, Online Impact, which is what I founded 20 years ago. Uh, so we we do everything in a digital space of mainly advertising. So uh, that's online I'll online to... impact online impact dot com dot au or dot au or dot com online impact dot com dot com dot au. Yeah, I'm pretty sure dot com still works. I mean, look, all our clients are in you know major, not all majority. I'm checking now. I haven't actually. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually good. looked to check to see if the dot com still goes through to the dot com dot au site, but um, I'm pretty sure it does. I'm thinking, geez, I haven't looked at that for a while. I haven't been asked that question. Um, yes, it does. There you go. Oh, just... <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, and the website is needing major updating. Um, so please don't anyone send me oh. messages saying they found mistakes because I know there's mistakes. It's like a mechanic whose car blows smoke or an electrician who has wires short-circuiting or a plumber who has leaks. Um I, I spend more time doing other people's stuff than any of ours, which is not a good excuse, but that's just how it is. So I, I set that up 20 years ago. Uh, we were one of the first in Australia to manage Google ads campaigns. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, we, like the year it started, we were consulting on Google ads. Uh, we had something like 50 odd million dollars a year in ad campaign managed through through our business. Uh, so that's probably the core thing up until recently. I spend less time on that now and more time in the domain space. So I've partnered with uh, Rob K uh, from dbr.com.au, which everyone can see on the list here. Yes. So we would run, um, I would say, the, the sort of biggest, probably better known brokerage in Australia. There's a few out there, but we have one that's very popular and well-known and it's been around for 10 odd years, I think when Rob Rob started it. And uh, we we deal with a lot of the top sales and um, keep ourselves busy with acquisitions for clients. That's probably the main thing we do. We get people contacting us daily, trying to sell their domains and we are very picky. We'll only deal with really top end, one word, premium, names in the .com or .com.au space. We don't bother with anything else. Um, as an example, we're brokering who.com at the moment. That's okay. one of our uh, top that, sort that, of uh, that, .com names. That is a very nice one, yes. That's a good name. That's a definite seven-figure name. Um, people can go who to who.com and contact us if they want. I'm not trying to do an ad here, but... Oh, why not? Why not? The same. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it oh. is. Uh, and we've got names like it.com.au, so yes. uh, which obviously we spoke about the other day. Because yes, about the Indus Telecom, yes, about Andrew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so Andrew, sometimes, sometimes he watches the, the live streams in his kitchen. Good day. That's, that's him. Bad news, Andrew. Bad news. <laughs> the domain is in the hands. In yeah, that's uh, our point. In all the value. 
Our client is the uh, the uh, owner of it.com.au. So uh, cybersecurity.com.au, snoring.com.au, list.com.au, EV sales, and yeah, lots and lots of others. Um, and between uh, my business partner and I, we own several thousand names ourselves. Okay. So um, we so, so a couple, so couple, couple thousand, three, four, how many? So both of you. Oh, look, I wouldn't want to guess. I'm not quite sure. Um, I, I know my portfolio, my portfolio size, I've, I think, is around 2,500 okay. last time I checked. Yes. Yeah, which is a mix. The majority, probably 80%, is .com.au, but then I've got .coms and uh, .nets and .cos oh. and yes. um, .ios and quite a few .co.uk's. Um I've got some good .in domains that I bought many, many years ago, but okay. don't get me started talking about that. That's a bit of a mess at the moment. I've got names locked up in weird things that happened with one of the registrars that uh, got suspended and then got their IN license taken off them, and now my names are held up in somewhere else. And anyway, no big deal. It's just a, it's a bit of it's a bit of a pain in the backside, but what do you do? Uh, it's this is why we mainly stick with the the area that we know best, which is .com.au and, of course, .com. But um, they're my two favourites. So returning to the uh, so returning to the day, so you have your personal portfolio, two and a half thousand domain names, approximately mm -hmm. plus minus, roughly, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. So eighty five percent of them in in Australia, uh, covering the Australian region. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. and then you have a partnership at at DBR. Com? Is that yeah, a yeah. So partnership uh, at the brokerage, or we we technically not a partnership, but it's more we've just sort of joined forces. Um, so I've come I've come on board to help uh, Rob with the brokerage side. I'm the, the senior broker, so uh, and Rob gets involved doing um, deals with us. Some sometimes we work together um, where. Rob will do one portion of the deal and I'll do the other portion. Like I might be doing the the client side and Rob will sometimes be doing the the acquisition side. Sometimes if I feel he'll be a better fit for talking to someone, we sort of do a lot of um, swapping around of roles and, and working out who fits best to sort of deal with something. Yes. So, And we found that strategy works very good because we have complementing skill sets um and rob's awesome so we get that done like we just did a sale last year a .com.au three letter for five hundred thousand, and um that took a bit of work that was a few months of work to get it done i can't say what it is because nda yes the usual thing um and and that was a great that was a good a good deal and the client was very very happy that they got that name for that price they maybe you're expecting to pay more for it. Okay. Uh, I think the I think the owner was definitely trying to get more for it. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Uh, but the, probably the majority of sales we do are in the thirty forty thousand price range. That would be the sweet spot for the common sale or acquisition. So 30, 30, 40, 30, 40, Australian dollars or US. Typically, yeah, you know, uh, Australian dollars. We. Australia always talking to strangers unless we're dealing with dot coms and we're dealing with international buyers if the majority of our clients are in australia trying to buy australian domain names 
So we, we typically talk Australian dollars. Yeah. So, and just to do a quick conversion, uh, so 10,000 Australian dollars would be US. 10,000 Australian dollars would be about 14,000 US dollars. Sorry, other way around. 10,000 no, US dollars. I'm going the wrong way. Yes. Uh, 10,000 US dollars is probably around six and a half. So when you are um, saying that when you are saying that dot uh, dot uh, dot au uh, sales are of, of of decent names of good names are usually mm -hmm. 30, forty thousand so it would mean you would go twenty to twenty five thousand US. Yeah, that would probably that's not what they would. I wouldn't say that's what the domains dot com that I use typically go for. That's typically yes. where our sweet spot is in terms of sort of our average sale price would be around there. Um, there's, there's a lot that go for hundreds of thousands. Um, there's a lot of names that get sold that don't get reported, just like .com. So we, we hear about deals that happen all the time. Um, so, yeah, in terms of uh, a lot of the names we deal with, they're probably sitting in, in that. But, again, it's per, per domain uh on the on the basis of per domain so obviously it.com.au isn't going to be a 20 or thirty thousand dollar name it's much Why more. um so that's <laughs> uh yeah are you saying why not why isn't that price because the client isn't silly and uh, neither are we um so that's that's a very very good name absolutely and this is this is the thing as you know when you're dealing with owners of names that sit on these premium digital assets and they're not in a rush to sell them. It could take them five years or 10 years or 15 years. Uh, and then it can get passed on there in their family estate. If they, you know, end up passing away yeah. and they haven't sold the name, yeah. it, it gets passed on. I think I'm of the, and I'm a big fan of, Rick Schwartz, I know Rick well. He's been on the podcast several times. We talk all the time. Um, you know, Rick is one of those guys. He's uh, he just says it as it is. Um, and some people love Rick, and other people don't like Rick. But I like I like Rick because he just tells the truth. Well, his truth, the truth that he knows, and his his experience. Uh, so I am someone from. The majority of stuff that I believe in, in terms of people are selling their names way too cheap. They're giving away these quality digital assets uh, for a very, very low price. That being said, some people need to. If they um, can, we disclose that what you said to me. Uh, just um, what that, did I say? If you if you were brokering or if you owned domainsummit.com. You wouldn't sell it for seventeen and a half. No, no, I wouldn't. But you know, that being said, it but it would then, be. But then again, if if that is, I was so open, so bluntly open. I tried to mm. go with much as much respect as I have towards the mic man, and saying, "Hey, this is like." Yeah, fifty. And look, 50 uh, I, I cannot lift up fifty. I cannot lift up fifty. Then I would. Uh, then I would carry on on uh, summit London. Yes, and I think you were fortunate that you were dealing with someone like Mike. And yes. Mike's been on the podcast a few times. Mike's a legend and also a, a very good person to deal with in terms of domain names. 
and um that is exactly what i discovered i had heard so many things about him and yeah. there are so many rumors and everything is opposite one says yeah. one, another says oh, and you just don't understand and once you start dealing with a man he's so straightforward polite yep. and efficient just don't want yeah. to waste his time so i tried no so i i think he and i you know i can't speak for mike i don't know what yes. he had in his head but I think he did a very fair price for you. And um, I, I can only say what I would, you know, if I had a name um, like that, I'd probably sell it for more. But I'm going to be waiting longer. And there's obviously a small market for a domain like Domain Summit. There's a, a, a very small market. So it might take me another 10 years to sell it and get 25,000 or 30,000 for it. So it's a bird in the hand scenario. Would you wait, would you wait, would you wait five years to sell it for 25 for 30 instead of taking 17 and a half now? Well, that depends on my financial situation, doesn't yes. it? Because if I, if I don't need the money. Oh, I'm, and... I'm, sure, I'm sure we would find a language, common language. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we would find a deal. We can, we can, we could sweeten up with this or that. Maybe, probably oh, not. I'm a bit that's, of a the hard, I'm that's the beauty of the meaning. I'm, I'm a bit of a hard case when it comes to uh, sticking okay. to my prices. I don't have a huge degree of uh, flexibility. It's sort of if I've got a, an idea of a price that I want to sell a name for, and I'm talking purely my own names, not client names, because clients have different situations. Yes, but. <clears throat> Um, I will always follow my gut on what I think I should sell a name for. And, of course, the difficult thing with domains is you don't really have any comparable sales. You can say a three-letter domain sold for 500000 therefore there's another three-letter domain. Surely it must be worth 500000 Well, no, because no. the letters can mean something completely different. It could be for an industry where there's a... A, you know, a massive return or a massive dollar value product versus a small dollar. There's so many factors that have to be looked at when you're looking at the potential value and how many buyers there are and how much searching is done on it. And is it a new upcoming trend or is it something that is an old trend that's dying, you know? So um, one of your podcasts that, that was uh, watched recently, they were talking about selfie sticks. Okay, selfiesticks.com. Yeah, now, selfiesticks.com. Great name at the peak of the time when everyone was going crazy on selfie sticks. He's got singular, not plural. Oh, selfie stick. Okay. So selfie stick, it had a moment in time. Whether that ever comes back, who knows? I don't know whether it will or not. I have no clue. Uh, but there was probably a peak time in the market to sell selfiestick.com that potentially has passed. Uh, if there's a revival, who knows? Um, but you look at things like it.com.au, uh, that's highly unlikely that will not be a relevant domain in 10, 20, 30, 40 years' time. And even if information technology changes to something else, different name, different technology comes up as superior. Yeah. Anyway, the, the two letters will stay. And mm. those are premium letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Snoring.com.au, another example. Yeah. People are always going to snore unless they come up with some miracle medical thing that people can have that stops them snoring. Uh, I think in another 50 years' time, snoring will still be a problem and it may even be worse. 
So there are certain not Mind certain myself. names. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so they're obviously what we would classify as evergreen domains uh, because they are just as relevant 10 years ago as they are today, as they are in 10 years' time. So there's names like that that are just high-value premium names, uh, whereas other things are trend-based. And trends are good. Like if you look at – I've been buying up a lot of names over the last three or four years in the AI space, okay. in the – uh, crypto space, in the blockchain space, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes. Metaverse-related stuff, got a few of those things too. So I always try and keep uh, a finger on the pulse of what's happening and try and stay a few steps ahead and anticipate, well, I think this area could be popular or this is something that's uh, a coming trend um, whether it's an, whether it's a popular thing in five years' time, who knows? Um, it all changes. Uh, like metaverse could come back; it could be really popular. NFTs of having a bit of a resurgence. Of course, um, I had the exclusive interview uh, with Ian, who brokered uh, NFTs.com, which sold for fifteen million. So he came on the podcast with me to discuss that. That's on our assets.com.au site. Interesting, interesting story. Um, is NFTs.com worth 15 million now? Was it worth 15 million when it was bought? Don't know. That's arguable. If, if, a, company, if a company knows how to make back, back that money and even profit from it, absolutely, absolutely. It depends on the business. It does, and and that's a a good point you've picked up on there, helmets. Is that I never look at a domain without the view of it being either a commercial use or something that is a trend or in the zeitgeist of of um, social popularity, something yes. in that sort of space. So, uh, but but I would say ninety percent of the names I own are, are commercial related. I look at it and go, can a business Take this name and build a multi-million dollar business on this name. If the answer is no, I typically won't buy the name. Um, there are a few that I speculate on. And, of course, you can't always say that with things like three-letter names because you don't know. There could be a business that starts in two years' time that has a certain combination of letters that is perfectly matched to the domain you own, but you didn't know that when you bought the name. Um, and that's how it ends up. You know, so it's just you. if you look at a lot of the names that people buy, I really don't know what they're thinking at the time of buying them. They're, I think they're on some sort of smoking, some sort of drug uh, because look at all the names that expire every day in the .com space and the .com.au space alone. I know in the .com.au space, in our tiny market, there's thousands of names every day that drop and expire. Thousands. Thousands, because they're just useless names that people register that don't give any thought to what they're doing when they register them. They have a hyphen or two hyphens or three hyphens in them. <laughs> just I, the things. Just go and look through any of the any of the expired domains. Maybe they are Germans. Germans. Maybe they are Germans. You never know. Different story. And yes, I know. Germans, I know the Germans well. love their hyphens. I I was at the first. Uh, traffic conference the first cctld 
traffic conference in Amsterdam in 2009 that was put on uh, through Rick Schwartz, but Rick Latona, uh, he was the person who ran, who ran that particular event in Amsterdam. Yes. And we had one of, I can't remember the lady's na name now, but she was one of the head people from um, dot, what's the German extension? I've gone blank. Dot de. Dot de. Yes. Sorry, Germany. Uh, yeah, so dot de. And she said the majority of two word names that are registered have a hyphen in them. Yeah. And that's their preferred way of doing it. So again, it comes down to understand your market. Like if you understand your market and you understand the names you're buying and who you're trying to target for those names, that makes life a lot easier. Don't reinvent the wheel. There's, there's plenty of information out there to point you in the right direction. So what is specific about Australian market? Do Australians understand that there are professional domain name investors and they understand them and no. they accept them or... No, the, the, no, no, the majority of people have no clue. Like if I'm out at a, an event somewhere or a networking event or a business event yes, and I say they ask what I do and I say I'm a domain broker, um, they look at me like you're a what? Sure. So a domain name broker. They The, the look on their face yes. is always priceless because I know – no one else has ever said that to them in their life, more than likely. There's that few of us in terms of what we do. So I think your average person who is on the street, who is using the internet on a day-to-day -day basis, they understand that there's a domain name. They go to the domain names. Uh, in Australia, the .com.au is king by far. It's Okay. You just have to look on advertising and billboard space. It's no different to the, the United Kingdom. Um, the .co.uk is the king in the United Kingdom. Yes. Um, and obviously then there's .com would be used as well. But in Australia, the majority of uh, businesses that, that operate within Australia, they're on a .com.au. And everyone would love to have the .com equivalent of their name as well but yes. typically they're taken or it's used by a bigger company. Uh, some of our bigger international-based companies also have the .com or may choose to operate off the .com, but that makes sense because they're running an international business. Yes, of course. Of course. So, But any company who's in Australia just targeting a local or Australian-wide-based uh, business, they run off the .com.au or secondary, which is not great, .net.au, which is no different or dissimilar to owning a .net versus a .com. Occasionally, you know. I see quite a lot of uh, two letters, uh, two letter dropping uh, .au something, .net, .au, and different other versions of .au zone at expired domains. I follow two letters. Uh, okay. Two. Yes, okay. and Australians, Australians come up quite quite often. Yeah, um, I. Look, you're saying two letters, so like dn.net.au or dn.net.au, yes. Yeah, they they don't drop that often, so I don't know what where you're seeing them dropping that often, but um, because anything that expires 
I can see now there is uh, Z, uh, so ZuluIndia.net.au, and it is available. Yeah. Here you go. To, uh, to the, register? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it was uh, it was first seen on uh, on 2014, and mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it dropped this morning, 5:12, and it oh, is yeah, I think I, was, I think I so saw that. So Zulu, uh, so Zulu India. Then the next one X. And then you for uniform.net.au as well. Yeah. And yep. occasionally I keep seeing them. Yes. Yeah. And there's a reason. Yeah, okay. Because no one wants .net.au. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Of, of why course, I'm not talking about .com.au. No. No, uh, no, you're talking about, about .net.au. Yeah, yes, yeah. about .net. Yes. Yes, 100%. And that is the, the thing that sort of, tells it you would think okay it's two letter it's got to be valuable uh it has some value that those letters probably aren't a great combination of letters anyway but um well we'll talk talk about it.com.au so obviously the .com.au is the the main one but i wouldn't mind owning it.net.au that would be a good name and would have value what the value is i don't know and then imagine owning both or or owning it.com.au uh, and then somebody starts building business on it.net.au and you would send them christmas cards and you would wish them all the prosperity in the world so the faster they grow the faster <laughs> they would be able to <laughs> acquire money. i had this i won't say it was an argument but i had a conversation with someone on linkedin uh, yesterday about this very thing okay who was completely perplexed at the fact that the .com.au was the more valuable versus the .au that's just been released a year ago okay. so the um, direct registration .au so no different to when the .uk was relate, released yes. in the United Kingdom what is it six years ago now whatever it was uh, and as we speak well I think last week 12 and a half 15,000.au's dropped um they just they they don't have 35 years of marketing and advertising and billions of dollars put behind it like the .com.au does um if .au came out 35 years ago and that was our primary domain extension i would have actually preferred that because it's shorter it it, it wins course. in the fact that it's shorter so it.au, that would be great. Um, and it doesn't mean you can't build something on it.au, but, and here's the big but, is that you are competing against the domain extension, .com.au, that has had all the marketing, all the, the focus on it for 35 years and is very, very hard to knock off, equivalent like trying to knock off .com. People don't understand that. They try and argue against it, but I see it on a daily basis. I see it with my domains that I own, the emails that I get that are supposed to go to a, a .au uh, and all the all the traffic that I'm getting from yes. things that should, should be going somewhere else. Like it comes to the one that people defaultly know, the one that people see on all the other advertising. So if... Everything that people watch has a .com.au after it or everything they read, or, you know, 80% 80, 80 plus has that as the domain extension. When they go to think of something like IT, by default, 
they'll type in .com.au. Even me, when I actually intend typing in a .net.au, because I know that's the website that I'm trying to go to because it is a .net.au, I accidentally typed .com.au, and I'm really trying hard not to forget that it's a .net.au. So it's human nature. Let's, People can argue say, human uh, nature. Let us say you wanted to buy... Uh, you 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 are you are just about to start a new clean great brand in Australia, mm -hmm. and you need to buy the premium domain name. Yep. Even though even though you already have two and a half thousand domains, and let's say two two thousand of them are .com .au. Yeah. So, and there is another broker or owner who owns .com .au, and mm -hmm. your perfect keyword. Mm -hmm. Would you buy it without .au? Yes, would it? One hundred percent, absolutely. Okay. Yep, yep. I had the opportunity with all of my names to get the majority of them. You had to go through a process of uh, um, applying to get your equivalent .au if you already owned the .com.au in Australia when they released yes. it a year ago. Uh, if there were more than, like, if there was someone else who owned a .net.au or a .org.au or another. Uh, extension, I can't remember it now, um, .as for association.au. Um, if anyone owned those, then depending on who had the names first, you had to go in a sort of pecking order to get it and you had to apply. Yes. And uh, by default, some people, if they had the name longer, would get the, the equivalent .au. They had the right to get it before someone else. I could have done that with a high percentage of my names and got the .au but I chose not to because I just thought it was a waste of money. Because um, like you, if someone wants to come along and build out a huge website, and I'm already I'm having this happen with a couple of my names now and I'm yes. seeing this happen. Yes. They're spending advertising dollars. I'm seeing them put stuff on LinkedIn. I'm getting 25 30 40% of the traffic and... I'm getting emails that shouldn't be going to me, but people just automatically type in the .com.au, the email address. So these things people forget. Um, I, when I had the chance, sort of, I looked at core domains. As, as, as a domain investor, yes. As a domain investor, yes, you would. Mm -hmm. But for yourself, for the business, would you consider investing significant, large amount of money into not a couple uh in at least in the uk we see that the clean deal is once a business buys both .co.uk and .uk then he's mm -hmm. safe. for yourself well it's no for different business. now with the .au as it would have been with the with the .net.au because someone could have done the same thing and built something huge on a .net.au and you own the .com.au um it, it's never concerned me because I know uh, human habits. <laughs> so um, I, ha I would have no problem building a, a a big business, putting lots of money into it, if all yes. I owned was the .com.au. Uh, because at, at some point, um, the .au, there, there may be some people that accidentally go to that rather than you, but it's... The majority is going to be the other way around. I would never, ever build a huge business on a .au 
without owning the .com.au. I did okay. a whole post on this on my on my LinkedIn page. So, so in the UK up here, we have these cases. We definitely do have these cases. Mm -hmm. Flip was built on Flip.uk. was built on just UK. And yep. it was acquired. Uh, are there any marketplaces? Uh, like in the UK, we have Domain Lore, then we have Flip, and then domainers are coming occasionally they are saying hey we will, i will i will create this uh, marketplace another one sam charles wants to launch his own own sniper.co.uk what about australia we we when i say we're currently working on something um that will be coming out involved. we i won't say any more than that but there's oh, something okay. in the works there's something nice. there's something in the works yes. there isn't really a a a, a strong marketplace in terms of somewhere to list them other than all the other places that you would be used to like Afternick and Cedo and yes we use all those as well for our .com.au names GoDaddy Aftermarket Dan.com no, nothing local not really there's a few attempts at it but okay. there's, there's nothing that is really sort of dominating any market share or is well known um Predominantly, it's still the overseas companies, like the ones I just mentioned, that are that are doing well. Um, I have a lot of my names listed on my own FT platform, um, but other than that, the majority of names I sell are through Afternick or uh, my, my own personal sales. Afternick, uh, Dan, uh, and before that, it was um, Uni Registry. Till they got bored out and taken over by GoDaddy. And nothing really like domain lore or like Flip, like we have in the UK. No. Like no. Market, market, marketplaces where people can go, well, browse through that, easily see what what is there, uh, auctions expiring and... No, n not at the moment. There's private marketplaces in terms of the majority of names that are listed are owned by a particular domain investor. Um, but there's no really well-known okay. uh, place like an Afternick. We don't have uh, – hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong on this if someone's watching this and they go, no, Ed, you're wrong. There is. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll be very surprised because I thought I would have known it, but uh, there's not any to my knowledge. And to those and to those snappy, snappy ones who are uh, hearing an opportunity bells now, ding, 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 ding. Well, yeah, it's still. It's, well, you you can you can say that you are guys working on something. So be careful. Yes, Australia, yes. Australians are on it. Yeah, look, Australia's a funny place because uh, currently there's only one place you can pick up expired domains through, um, and that's that's uh, drop.com.au. Um, okay. Who owns it? And there needs to be more. We've, sorry. Who owns it? That's David Wormald's business. So above dot com, etc. So okay. he owns drop drop dot com. Mm, yes. Um, and look, my personal opinion is it's a it, it's a monopoly. Well, we haven't we we keep trying to get a new um, expired domain platform set up through Outer, which is the uh, Australian domain. Um, administration but nothing's been approved it's pretty hard work to try and get something done because no one's got a choice other than going to drop.com.au to pick up expired names do That's, i get do i get you 
correctly that there are no drop catchers that all the dropped domain names go directly to drop.com really so yeah this I'm, is, I'm this assuming... is what so many businesses have tried to achieve in the uk and all the domainers are laughing you will never ever try to achieve it and they are bidding crazy monies with the nominate they are trying to get this business well sorry yes. go, go, that, that's so curious and and here's the thing um back earlier sort of 10 15 years ago when you were bidding on expired names you could put in a blind bid and you would get whoever uh, put in the highest bid only had to pay one dollar more than the next highest bidder yes okay so that was how it worked it was a blind auction uh, so if i say if i wanted to put in my maximum bid is five thousand dollars if the next highest bidder maximum bid was five hundred dollars then all i would have to pay is five hundred and one dollars okay i wouldn't have to pay five thousand now with drop how it's set up is it goes in increments it goes and this is maybe not exactly this so don't quote me on it but it it starts off at 25 dollars, then goes to 50 then 100 then 250 wow. then 500 then a thousand then two thousand three thousand five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand not, not, not place for time wasters no uh so there's none of the incremental stuff there's you've got to go up in these ridiculous big chunks um we've got one on there today as we speak yes. i'll just okay. check it at the time of this recording so what are we the 15th of november 2023 yes there's a well-known company in australia that also operates internationally they're a mattress company so okay. sleep sleep mattress company yes called koala oh so everyone knows that's a beautiful name oh my god everyone yes. knows koala right so koala.com is what they operate off internationally okay. about five or six years ago maybe even less than that actually they purchased koala.com.au yes for for about fifty thousand some odd dollars australian dollars oh great purchase yes. it's expiring tomorrow so now i highly doubt and i would hope these business people are not that silly to let a name that they paid fifty thousand dollars for expire because they didn't think they wanted it anymore for the ten dollar renewal fee i would okay. i pray that that is not the case that there's someone not that silly to think that the, all they needed was the dot com and not have the dot com that are you so i think it's accidental yes. um it's already at twenty thousand on drop so it, we've got another 13 hours and 28 minutes to go before this name actually goes into the final uh dropping stage and it's already at twenty thousand. now my guess is that it's the koala.com people trying to buy it back so they've made the mistake of letting it expire again this is just my sum summation here i'm not saying that that's a fact i don't know at this moment in time but isn't there a grace, grace period or something okay okay there please. is that but, but that's the grace period's already passed okay so they've already had okay, their now, chance now it is in limbo yes now it is in limbo yeah now it's in the now it's actually it's too late it's going through oh. the process um so uh I don't know who was responsible for the name, but looking on the who is, it was one of the co-founders whose details are on the who is and their email address. So it, I don't know the story. It would, it, would make, it would make sense that they are now bidding for it. 
themselves. It yes. would. It would, but it wouldn't surprise me that it's someone else too. Otherwise, otherwise the name is so generic, especially in Australia, and try to protect your trademark over the word koala, or the friendliest animal in, in Australia. Come did on. You, say the, you didn't say, did you say the bird? No, 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 animal, no. Oh, I thought you said bird. Um, yes, <laughs> koala is, uh, and... One of, I don't know whether you've ever heard, we have a bit of a joke in Australia uh, and we tease tourists when okay. they're here, when they're going through out in the, the outback and in the bush, that we have these very dangerous animals that are sort of like a crossbreed of a koala bear and they're called drop bears. Have you ever heard drop. of drop bears? No. And they've got great big fangs and claws and they drop from the trees and attack tourists. Now, this is all made up. Yes. Uh, and, and and it's a bit of a joke we play and scare people because everyone knows how many dangerous animals are in Australia. So we, we add another one to the list. Of, um, so I'm saying, well, isn't that funny? The koala is uh, is dropping, so it must be a drop bear. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a bit of a, an Australian joke. But um, all, all will be revealed tomorrow, Helmets, about what this price goes for, what the domain price goes for. Uh interesting anyway that's an example but in my opinion if you're building a business in australia uh you build it on the .com.au great if you also have the .au as uh some protection for the brand it doesn't hurt if you've got it um it doesn't really worry me whether i've got it or not i've you know probably 50 names i've got that i own i've got the .au for the rest i didn't bother um it doesn't it doesn't bother me quick question about our uh, liquid names then probably lls uh lls are not really liquid um you need some time but lls how liquid are three letter dot com dot in australia they sell quite regularly but they've got to be good combinations ones that actually spell a word or is a word um have more value and typically will move quicker or a popular combination of letters uh, particularly if there's a lot of companies like if, you, if you can say if you do a search on whatever the combination of letters are and there's 60 companies that have that in their yes. name or it makes up their the the acronym of their name then that's a, a, a typically a good name to own or because you've got a, a big market um, if it doesn't if it doesn't mean a lot uh, in terms of there's not a lot of businesses that have that combination of letters, then it's going to be a harder name to sell because there's not a lot of use cases. And they're typically ones no different to a .com that has a V and a Z and a, a Y in it or a, you know, a, a lot of uh, combination of letters that don't get used. So um, it's a tricky one, but they are pretty fluid in Australia as well. So which which letters are less used? Did you say Z? Zs? Well, often those types of letters you'll find um, not as popular. Letters that are um, how are Xs? Uh, how are Xs these days after Twitter and X? Well, I think there's a bit of a trend with having an X at the start or the end of a of a word, um, and a lot of that's got to do with Elon. With his, yeah. I don't know why. I, it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's, um, often, it does make sense, absolutely. But, 
Well, I suppose it does, yeah. But, it, I mean, often X is used as like an exchange, so people have an X on the end. It's very popular in crypto. I, I remember, um, sorry for interrupting, I remember what, right. when you die, Jack die, the largest uh, two-letter.com owner from China. Mm, yes, when, yes. When he tweeted, uh, he tweeted uh, immediately, like almost immediately after Twitter is rebranded to X, and he said, mm -hmm. such a smart choice, finally. As people cannot spell out Twitter in China, they cannot remember it, they do not understand it, and X makes 100% sense. And if you oh, and, and if you are and if you forget that English language is not the dominating one in the world, if you want to go global, if you want to implement payments and everything, then X.com is definitely the, the right choice. So after after I read that tweet, I just changed my mind totally about very smart choice. Yeah, yeah, but but how it plays in terms of just adding it onto a word, that's a different scenario altogether. For for the I brand of the, that that Elon Musk is building, um, that's a different story. But just going and having a word with X on the end, it needs. What does the X mean? Okay. Yes. Are you are you trying to use it? Yes. Yeah. There's got to be a reason to have X on the end, and so often that's what I'm saying with crypto. There's often because it's X for exchange or things like that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes people buy domains for all sorts of strange reasons and think they're marvellous for different reasons and usually they turn out to be incorrect. But, it's, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd happily look. If Elon wants to give me x.com, I'll happily take it off his hands. <laughs> Together with the whole platform and stadium. No, I don't, I don't want the platform. I'm just happy with the domain. I don't want all the hassle with the platform. Just give me the domain. I'll sell it to someone else for a couple of, couple of billion so. <laughs> uh, Australia would need to to increase their national debt to be able to take over that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. We are only one hour in, and I've got so many questions. God, uh, keep going. We've got a audiobook. bit more time. Yes, audiobooks. You, I did see that you own audiobooks.com.au, and then it redirects to even better my audiobooks.co.uk. Uh, it actually redirects to audiobooks.com. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the story. Here's the story behind Please the, go on. And I'm such a huge fan of audiobooks. And... Well, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. I may be incorrect. Because you're in the United Kingdom, yes. it maybe does redirect to the .co.uk. Yes, it does redirect to .co.uk. Yes. Yeah, but uh, if you're in Australia, it's redirecting to the .com. Okay, okay. Of so, course. Next. I've owned I own audiobooks.com.au and audiobook.com.au. Um, and we're technically one of the larger uh, audiobook sellers in Australia because of those names. I've had them for I've had audiobooks.com.au for about 14 years or 13 years or something. Uh, and we partnered with audiobooks.com. Okay. So yeah. So that is what we would classify as money for jam. Um, I think I paid three and a half or four thousand dollars for that name thirteen years ago. And for yeah, the and dot com dot au. For the dot com dot au. I also own the dot au and the dot net dot au. So I have all of those ones. Um, and that is just a automatic cash register. 
that just keeps i don't do anything there's no oh see, I, come on that's and the business is I've good done, as well and audiobooks are so good and this is a whole subject here helmets this is another podcast and i've done I've done a similar podcast uh, before about this subject, pairing up premium uh, dictionary or, or, or sort of business-related terms yes. with an affiliate link or affiliate program. Um, I have hundreds of them that do the same thing. So people just assume, okay, if you type in freevpn.com.au, what do you see? freevpn.com.au uh, okay yeah freevpn so where does it go uh to nordvpn of course yes right now that could go to anyone yes um and technically nord don't actually have a free vpn but it gets people there looking oh absolutely um yep yeah. uh salesfunnels.com.au see okay. where salesfunnels.com.au goes to it goes to have a guess one of the one of the most popular ones, ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels, yes. Um, yeah. Now there's a lot more than ClickFunnels around nowadays for sales funnels, and some people hate ClickFunnels. But I've been sending traffic to ClickFunnels for seven years, and it's made me a lot of money. And I've got a lot of other names similar similar to that, like FunnelBuilder.com.au and things like that that just get generic type in traffic. It goes through, it makes a sale. I'm getting uh, recurring income for 30, 40, 50%. Uh, and I pay $10 a year to renew the domain. A lot of these I, I hand registered or picked them up on the drops for 50 or $100. So about the um, audiobooks.com.au, uh, uh, do, do you have a deal with audiobooks.com? Or yeah. yeah. Some, some special. I won't deal. go. I won't go into the details, but yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, it should be a nice deal. And congratulations well, to both of you. Seriously, congratulations to both to both of you. And they are safe. Yeah. They are they are happy that in Australia, that that brand that the main name is secure. It goes to their brand, and there is no danger towards their business. As no, there's not. But we don't have anything official in writing. There's no official deal because it was taken over. Uh, Storytel took over uh, the brand audiobooks.com. Yes. So I've had I've had an, a, a, a thing happening originally with audiobooks.com before Storytel took it out. Now officially, Storytel don't operate in Australia, um, but they they're European based. They have the majority of their business in Europe. You've probably heard of Storytel. I don't know whether you have no, or not. No, no, I haven't heard of it. No. So we haven't we haven't had any official deals put in place to keep me from doing that i could switch over to audiobook sorry to audible so i can't even stop saying audiobooks i could switch over to audible.com with a deal with them at any time i'm not locked into anything but i'm happy with what i'm doing now and but i think match, in the matching brand it, it just seems so natural it is natural and this yeah. is this is why it makes sales on a very regular basis because People just go audiobooks.com.au and and you have put it up even on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. beautiful. But in the case of or in the case of Audible, I would understand immediately. Okay, that's a referral link. But mm. audiobooks.com.au going to audiobooks.co.uk, that's perfect. 
it just seems that yeah yeah and and that's interesting that it goes i haven't thought of that before that it goes to it's unlikely anyone in the uk is going to type in audiobooks.com.au correct they're going well, to type checking, in well or maybe checking your uh checking your profile well they could do that if they saw yeah. it on my linkedin profile and type that in yes um then they'll end up as you've done and, and then i typed it in and then i saw oh they have an offer uh sign up and get three uh three free audiobooks and i'm mm -hmm. a huge audible fan yeah. i listen yeah. only to i have audible i've had audible account for god knows when and now yeah. i'm thinking hmm, shall i take the bite or not <laughs> oh, sorry. you 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 do what you want to do and sometimes some, some platforms have uh, specific deals that you can't get in others um it's a personal preference yeah. i'm i don't push anyone to do anything like basically it's as organic as it could possibly be yes. people go to it they buy you know sometimes i'll do a post on linkedin if there's a special like i did a post a couple of weeks ago about arnold schwarzenegger's new book uh and and because uh, i'm a big arnold schwarzenegger fan and said look his new book's one of the top sellers on okay audio.com.au and i put a link there just going you know, so it's very it's not complicated okay then i'll then i'll definitely check it out if it is not on audible.co.uk then no you would be surprised you would be surprised oh okay in, in, enough, audible yeah. case, in audible's case this actually might work in your favor and those domainers who are watching us from the uk uh please go through audible uh through audiobooks.com.au yes thank you and yes. and as many books that are on audible.com are not available on .co.uk okay interesting uh, due to some yeah. legal uh, legal issues They're fair enough yeah. yeah yeah it, it, it can be different in each in each country but um i think the affiliate side of things i see a lot of domainers who have uh domains that go through to oh. park pages and they make hardly any money uh seriously start looking at if there's so many different affiliate programs that can align with domains that people own uh that they can make far more money and if someone wants to buy a domain off you okay you don't have advertised yeah. necessarily or listed so it goes through to after nick or so don't make it hard for them have your who is details so you're not privacy protected i mean why would you privacy protect your who is details if you really want to try and sell a domain name i see a lot of people doing that it doesn't make any sense um have as many details on you who is as you can yes so that so that people can find you if you want to sell the name if you don't want to sell the name and you don't want people annoying you then privacy protect it 100 percent. but if your intention is at some point to sell one of your domains why would you put barriers in the way of people getting in contact with you and yes you're going to have to deal with the annoying tire kicker people who just you know want to lowball you and send you an offer for 50 dollars for a name that's worth fifty thousand. that's part of being a domain investor you've got to you've got to deal with that just ignore them or you never know you might get them to go from fifty dollars to fifty thousand dollars if you're a good negotiator who knows awesome uh so uh, and be useful the Arnold's book is available on audible 
And there you go. So you've got a choice. You can go to either. His podcast with Arnold, uh, it changed my view on Arnold. Which, which podcast? Uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Oh, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was the first one who got Arnold on the, on the podcast, or may, maybe not. But his podcast. Early on, for sure. Brilliant. It was fantastic. They they did it in, in person. Yeah. And yeah. it just. There's a, there's a lot. Arnold now, because he's got this book yes. that's coming out, and he's been doing the rounds of podcasts. Like I've seen him on about 20 different podcasts. So he's he's been kept very busy in terms of doing the podcasts, uh, doing the book promotion. So good on him. I love I love Arnie. Um, so what's the, what's yeah. The so anything else you want to ask me, helmets? I've probably got about no, that's five not minutes that's left. left. So for the moment, uh, for the moment, that would be it. Uh, what is your largest sale? Uh, ones we can't say, but in terms of um, five hundred thousand. For the .com.au space, yeah. We're working on some others at the moment that will be a lot bigger than that. But uh, in, t in terms of, yeah, a three-letter .com.au, because that's the that's our main market. We don't really do a huge amount in .com. Yes. Um, that's not our wheelhouse per se. And so, there, are, uh, there, are, there are also many domainers who offer, uh, who are looking uh, to co-broker the names for other brokers. Do oh you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, as, as we have, we have many. Uh, we have many domainers, and a shout out to Michael from Ireland as well. He is very mm -hmm. active, and he's looking for uh, offers like that. So, what would you say to domainers who would want to try to help you to sell some names? Um, have a talk to us first, and we'll, we'll see. We can certainly have a conversation about what we can do, um, and I think if we've got something in place first, then, yeah, absolutely. If, if someone has a genuine lead that they think is a, is a buyer for a name, particularly for something like who.com, um, come and see us. But don't, don't come and see us unless it's a seven-figure offer because it won't happen. <laughs> it's just not... It's that, that sort of name is going to be in the the mid seven figures for sure. Absolutely. And at the mm. same time, there is another name, uh, name uh, a German guy is brokering is yes.com exclusive. Yeah. Broker. Great name. <laughs> Who, There's yeah. a lot of names. There's a lot of really great names coming out at the, at the moment. And, um, and, yeah, which people... one, and which ones are? So Australia is you guys always keep so low profile and still what are the biggest brands that the main name industry should know that comes from australia so above.com definitely then yeah michael gilmore um, with park logic yeah park logic that's thousand uh, park logic michael's been on the podcast a few times michael is yeah. a great guy knows he knows more he's like a real data driven Yes. Nuts and bolts. Well, he knows stuff that most domain investors will never know. And he he has so much so much information passing through his systems that he sees a, a lot of information that we'll never see. Um, so Park Logic is good, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a there's nothing in the in the business of domain investing that's what you would call a household name. There isn't anything like that. Your average person on the street doesn't know any of these places and probably if you said where would you go and register a name 
they're more than likely going to say GoDaddy or oh, yes. Crazy Domains, um, Crazy. Uh, or yeah, or probably Melbourne IT, which has been around for like thirty years selling domains. Um, they're probably the ones that your average person who has any idea about where to register a domain would say. But I can guarantee you, probably most people. If I was to walk up and down the central business district in Perth and with a microphone and say, where would you go to register a domain name? I, I guarantee majority of people don't know. They'd have to go and Google where to register a domain name. Because I get people asking me all the time, where do I go to register a domain name? And they ask me because they want me to give them a good place to go. And they yeah, can obviously just they can obviously just Google it, and then there's going to yeah. be a, a thousand things that pop up. But most people don't know where to do it, and that's what domain investors have to remember: is uh, we know a lot of things, and and we have very specific information that your average person or even business owner doesn't know. In making assumptions that these business owners know this. Uh, it's just uh, it's not it's not very good. And I sit down and have these conversations. I've had tens of thousands of conversations in twenty years of running a marketing agency and talking about domain names. And the majority of businesses don't think about the domain name until it's either too late uh, or it's at a process. Well, like we deal with some of the top one hundred companies yeah. in Australia. Some of the top ten businesses in Australia are our clients. And even some of those companies, they'll sit around the boardroom, they'll come up with a business idea, they'll put marketing material out. This has literally happened. I'm not going to mention names, obviously, but they <laughs> print everything out, they yeah. put the domain name on, and then someone goes, oh, we should really go and get that domain name. <laughs> and then, oh, surprise, surprise, it's actually already in use. Someone's yes. already owns it. It astounds me the lack of thought that goes into having a domain name as the core foundation of everything they're going to do online, and yet it's an afterthought in terms of their business plan and strategy. It really does my head in at that these people who are getting paid hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, don't have a clue about anything to do with domain names, yet everything is underpinned by the domain name, everything. Koala.com.au is a great example of someone that they've dropped the ball on that one. In my in my understanding, I may be wrong, but what would be worse is if the owners of Koala.com.au just decided they didn't want it anymore and they just let it expire. That would be insane. That would be insane. Yes, absolutely. Crazy. Here we go, yeah. the domaining world. Uh, do yes. you if, if at some point I invited you to other uh, fireside domain chats with other any time, mate? Yes, any any time we can talk about specific. So, so we could do a whole podcast on affiliate marketing and domain names because I say I have this conversation to uh, to people, and uh, who was it that? Another well-known domain investor in the US listened to the particular podcast that I did and talked about affiliate stuff, and he hadn't thought of it. Um, and he went ahead and did what I suggested he did and 
it's making tens of thousands of dollars from it. He thanked me a few months ago. I won't say his name, but it's it's one anyone who's in the domain investing space would probably know his name. But he hadn't thought of really doing that, and he he applied it to a lot of his names, and making making dollars from it more than from PPC. So uh, if all you get from this podcast is you look at your domains and think of some affiliate programs to match them to, I think you'll done well other than all of the other great things that helmets is putting here so and well done on getting uh domainsummit.com mate thank you ed and then we will see do we have a corporation somewhere in australia or somebody else can buy domainsummit.com.au from ed well this is this is what we're we'll talking about if you, are, if you are it all depends from the time we don't have all the time in the world we don't have no, and we don't. No, we don't. You, and thank you for the last conversation. You're welcome. It moved some thoughts in a totally different direction, in a totally different direction. Okay. Thank you. Well, you. You know how it is. You would have a chat with somebody, yeah. and the chat opens the doors, and, mm -hmm. and you start thinking and reconsidering everything that you are doing. Okay. Hopefully, that's a good reconsideration, and I haven't absolutely I haven't given you a steerage in another direction that's going <laughs> to go bad. So hopefully, it's positive. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. And then see you next time. And no worries. Thing, and the last thing to promote for yourself. Anyone who is looking at acquiring a domain name in Australia or they're overseas and they need to acquire a .com.au because they're an overseas business expanding into Australia. Go to dbr.com.au, as it says on the top here. Uh, it's in it's in the link, dbr.com.au, and uh, myself and Rob can help you hopefully get that name. And I will definitely connect you all with Ryan, with Ryan Ewan. Thank you. Uh, who, mm -hmm. is, uh, who is trying, uh, not who is trying, who is actually working on creating a series of sites all around the world, uh, like okay. UK marketplaces okay oh okay and he's absolutely australia is definitely on his map and he's a serious okay. player he's not like so no that, no no that would benefit both of you i'm, I'm, I'm fantastic happy. greatly appreciated thanks helmets fantastic. bye everyone thanks for tuning in see you next bye. time around see ya